Welcome to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. For over 30 years, Paul Stone has been seriously handicapping college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf. Over the past five seasons, spanning almost 600 releases, Paul has hit 55% against the spread in college football, gaining the respect of sports books and bettors throughout the world. He is monitored by highly respected the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Paul has also won two major Las Vegas football handicapping contests and finished in the top four in two others. Each week, Paul will provide exclusive handicapping insights on the podcast. To receive Paul's exact picks each week, you can sign up for member-only access at paulstonesports.org. Now, on to the show. Way back in 1964, the Rolling Stones recorded Time is on my side. That was almost 60 years ago. Man, that is amazing to me. I don't know about you, but guys are still still around and still uh, still touring to my knowledge as well. Hello again, everyone. I'm Paul Stone, and this is episode 108 of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. This week's version entitled, Time is on my side. Uh, it's a little bit after 6 p.m. Central on Wednesday, June 21st, uh, as I record. And although I say time is on my side, or really on our side, uh, when it comes down to it, but maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Because this week, we're going to take maybe not a deep dive, but at least an intermediate dive into one of perhaps the most impactful rule changes in college football over the past 25 years. I've had several people ask me uh, this offseason about college football's rule change in 2023 relating to clock stoppage. And if you haven't heard or are not you know, totally clear, beginning this season, the game clock will no longer stop on first downs except in the final two minutes of both the first half and the game. You you know, I certainly cannot recite all the significant uh, rule changes in college football over the last quarter century or so, but I can confidently say without hesitation that from a handicapping perspective, this is absolutely one of the sport's most significant rule changes in recent years. You know, a person's knee-jerk or or first reaction will probably be to ponder the impact the change will have on betting totals. And there's certainly, you know, nothing flawed about that line of thinking. There will be fewer plays so naturally, there's the probability of a fewer points in any given game. But certainly, the change won't only affect betting totals, but it will certainly be a consideration in my handicap of certain sides as well. Intentionally, I said certain sides, 
not all sides. From a fundamental perspective, if there are fewer plays, games will become more compact and have a greater probability of having a lower margin of victory. You know, personally, I'm not sure it's going to change my approach too much at this point in contest with a point spread of six or fewer points. Those games that are lined in such a fashion uh, that the game, the teams are fairly evenly matched. So probably not going to make much difference when I'm looking at a game uh, that's going to be lined in that uh, neighborhood of six or fewer points. But in games with a spread of 14 points or more, I think it'll be very interesting to see if the line maker makes any adjustments on those types of games out of the gate. You know, a better, I certainly couldn't fault a better if they took the position of being at least slightly predisposed to more heavily considering the underdog in light of the rule change. You know, faster clock equals fewer plays equals closer games. And it's certain, you know, it's certainly, it's pretty basic, but it's certainly difficult to find fault with that position. However, you know, the line maker, let's don't kid ourselves here, the line maker is keenly aware of this rule change as well. And it's anybody's guess as to how much weight he will give it, you know, in crafting his college football size and totals. At this point, on the eve of the first day of summer, a lot of books have already posted uh, their entire menu of week one sides. In one book, at least one book, maybe more, but Circa in downtown Las Vegas, they posted their week one totals uh, on Monday, June 12th. But I'm not really sure whether any other major books operating in the U.S. or uh, offshore, for that matter, uh, have followed suit. One thing's for certain, though, and, and that's this. Until we have a few weeks of data, it's anybody's guess how the average college football game will be impacted. By how many plays will an average game be reduced? And I, I've used the word guess intentionally. That's the correct term. You know, oftentimes as handicappers, our opinions and assertions are just that, a guess. But that doesn't, you know, dismiss the fact that, that some, you know, cappers make educated guesses, while others, well, you know, maybe not so much. So let's, you know, just scratch the surface of some of the pertinent stats involved in making our best educated guess as to the rule changes impact. You know, first of all, over the past two seasons in college football, the average game has seen a total of 54 to 54 and a half points being scored. Uh, that's actually a slight reduction from the previous full season uh, back in 2019 when games totaled right around 56 points. So let's just use, you know, 55 points kind of as our average, uh, as our starting point, if you will. Also, games have averaged right around the last couple of season, seasons, rather, 141 plays. 
So if you look at the number of plays, all the games played in 2022 and 2021, you're going to come out right around an average of 141 plays. So we're seeing 55 points scored on average, 141 plays on average. So the $64,000 question in all of this, at least my first question, is this. How will number of plays and hence scoring be affected by the clock rule changes? I think that's an obvious uh, first question. You know, I've heard some people suggest that plays might be reduced uh, by as much as 10%. You know, if that were the case, the average game uh, would fall from, you know, 140 plays or so to, you know, 126 plays or so. You know, how would that type of drop affect scoring? Again, you know, it's anybody's guess at this point. I will say this, you know, I believe that 10%, you know, the 10% loss of plays that I've heard at least one source project is probably a little too steep. You know, one, it just sounds a little high as I think through the process. And two, and, and I think this is important, two, many offensive coordinators, they're going to do everything within their power to get off as many plays as possible. Not only in the four minutes of the game, you know, directly impacted by the rule change, but more importantly, in my opinion anyway, in the game's other 56 minutes. You know, they'll play even faster. They'll throw the ball an even higher percentage of plays. And I think they'll probably even take more downfield shots in an effort to hit the home run. You know, the flip side of taking more downfield shots is this, you know, the the vertical passing game means more incompletions, which means more clock stoppage, which means more plays. So what's my approach at this point? You know, mostly my approach is wait and see. You know, I am, you know, by by nature, historically, I'm fairly aggressive early in the season. But I am in that, you know, mostly anyway, a wait and see mode. I'll certainly be making bets. I don't think I'll be making considerably, you know, considerably fewer bets than I have in years past, but maybe, you know, maybe a small percentage less. You know, once we get to the end of week two in the college football season, at that point, we're going to have one partial week of college football box scores and two full weeks. You know, it won't be a a huge sample size uh, at that point. You know, but at least we'll have something to uh, sink our teeth into and examine. You know, although, you know, I'll say this, although I would have preferred for the clock rules to have remained the same because the longer a college football game is, the better. You know, I like college football. I want the games to go on forever. But I certainly realize I'm in the uh, minority with that opinion. You know, I fully understand that most people, uh, quite simply, they're in an NFL state of mind, advocating for the NFLization of college football. I like to use that word a lot, the NFLization of college football, trying to make the college game just like the pro game. A lot of people like that. Personally, I don't. That's why I watch on Saturdays. But with all that said, from a handicapping perspective, I've grown somewhat excited about the change because of this. Confusion, chaos, and uncertainty 
they're friends of the hardworking handicapper. And if you've listened to my podcast over the last couple of years, you've probably heard that before or some, uh, you know, closely uh, resembled uh, statement to that. As far as totals, you know, I did, I will go on the record to say I did bet uh, 13 totals at Circa uh, when they released those college football openers nine days ago. Uh, And I've got good overall value, you know, versus the current line. I've got an average of almost three points of value on each of my totals. I've got five points on two of those totals, uh, four points of value on two others. And just to be clear, that value certainly doesn't guarantee uh, that I'm going to be a net winner on those 13 tickets. You know, I've lost before uh, with a similar portfolio. Um, but with that said, I would certainly prefer to have that kind of value uh, in my corner than not. Now for this week's uh, promotion of my service, Paul Stone Sports, I've now recorded eight straight winning seasons against the spread as monitored by the Sports Monitor of Oklahoma City. Over 900 premium selections during that span, a winning percentage of 55.5% against the spread. You know, over the years, I've been uh, truly blessed to have won uh, a couple of major Las Vegas football handicapping contest. I've also finished second, not second, but I've also finished in the top four in two others, one of those being a third place finish. And I take, you know, I take a certain amount of of satisfaction uh, in my contest record, you know, no question about that. You know, I'm proud of what I've been able to do uh, in the contest. But without question, I take the most pride in my consistent performance for my clients over the last eight years. You know, I'm not the kind of guy, I'm not going to scream and shout, you know, at the camera or or pose in a late model convertible, you know, wearing shades or whatever. I see people doing this sometimes in this industry. I'm not sure what any of that has to do with the real world of winning sports betting, but I guess some people are, uh, are drawn in by it. All I'm doing is doing the same things I've always done. You know, I get up early, I work as hard as possible, and I'm always striving, you know, to perfect the art of uh, what to what, what I like to call what to leave in, what to leave out. You know, not not only as you're deciding what to consider during your handicapping process, what statistical categories, what methods, what angles, but also when you get down to your card and you're, you're trimming it down and you're deciding what you're actually going to go to war with, what you're actually going to play. So uh, still love the process and uh, put a lot of work into it. And the only way I think you're, you're successful in this business is no different than most businesses. You know, the harder you work uh, intentionally uh, with experience, uh, the better you'll do. If interested in my college football season package, with comes, uh, which comes rather with a series of bonuses through uh, July 15th, if you're interested, please visit paulstonesports.org. Once again, that's paulstonesports.org. I'm going to give you now a, a comp selection in this week's Travelers Championship, which is being played at TPC River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. Tournament starts uh, tomorrow morning, Thursday, June 22nd. 
And this is going to be uh, this selection. I thought both these players initially had in my mind they might both be 10 off in the afternoon. One of the players in this matchup, Adam St uh, Scott, does indeed tee off in the afternoon. But Shane Lowry, his opponent in this matchup, tees off at 7.05 a.m. Central. So hopefully you're listening to this early and the early bird gets the worm. And uh, most importantly, hopefully this will be a winning selection. But now for my uh, pick in the Adam Scott-Shane Lowry full tournament matchup. Adam Scott this past week uh, missed the cut uh, at the U.S. Open at Los Angeles Country Club. But he has still made the cut in 56 of his past 62 tour events. Uh, the last time he played this tournament uh, at TPC River Highlands uh, two years ago in 2021, Scott finished 13th, and he's also actually posted top 10 finishes in three of his last five tour events this year, despite failing to make the cut last weekend. In this matchup, I actually made Scott a minus 116 favorite over Lowry uh, in the full tournament matchup. Uh, and since I love a bargain, which I do, I'll gladly take Adam Scott as a small dog. Take Adam Scott plus 105 over Shane Lowry in a full tournament matchup this week in the Travelers Championship. Well, appreciate uh, you uh, guys and gals once again listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. I know you have many ways to spend your evenings, your mornings, your afternoons, and I appreciate you spending uh, 20 to, to 35 minutes of it with me each week, and uh, I'll be back again next week with another podcast but before i sign off tomorrow is my wife abby's birthday june 22nd so i'm actually not handicapped quite as much as i normally do <laughs> this time of year uh, and we're going to take a little road trip and have a special day on her day so happy birthday abby love you and uh look forward to uh, many more years together signing off once again for the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, I am Paul Stone. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And visit paulstonesports.org to sign up for member-only access to Paul's college football, college basketball, and PGA Tour golf picks and predictions. 